So, Charlie Boy, also known as King Charles III, is the current reigning monarch of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. He happens to also be head of state for a bunch of former British colonies, like Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. The head, also, of what is now known as the Commonwealth. He's also the head of the Anglican Church, which is a branch of Protestant Christianity. That all said, he has very little actual power in the UK or any of those former colonies. At best, Charles III is a figurehead. At worst, he's the victim of an intrusive tabloid media. Charles III inherited the throne from his mother, Queen Elizabeth II. Charles has two children, Wills and Harry. William, the older one, will inherit the throne from Charles. William will become, if he gets there, William V. If not, he has three children of his own. The oldest, George, would then likely become monarch as George VII. Now, typically, a house, as in the House of Windsor, is the inherited title or the last name of the ruling family from the male line. This is slightly complex, so bear with me. Here's an example. When Queen Victoria died in 1901, her son, Edward VII, was of another house because his father, Prince Albert, was of the male line. Victoria herself was from the House of Hanover. The House of Hanover started in 1714 when Queen Anne of the House of Stuart died with no children and the next in line was the Hanoverian princes from what is now Germany. George of Hanover then came George I because he was the Protestant next in line, unlike the Stuart next in line being a Catholic. So George picked up the throne after Anne, thus starting the House of Hanover. That House of Hanover ended with the death of Queen Victoria in 1901 because she was married to Prince Albert, who, because of his male line, was from another house. Got it? Prince Albert, also German, was part of a family. This house, known as the House of Saxe, Coburg and Gotha, when he died in 1910, as in Edward VII died in 1910, the throne passed to his son, who became known as George V. In 1914, World War I broke out, and the United Kingdom was at war against Germany. So this became a major problem for the monarchy. In 1917, George himself went and changed the family name to Windsor, English-sounding and much, much, much easier pronunciation than Saxe, Coburg and Gotha. Fast forward to 2022, before Elizabeth II died, she ordained that the family name remain Windsor and not change to Mountbatten as per custom because of her husband's surname. Ergo, Windsor remains the last name of Charles III and thus his royal house remains the House of Windsor, not the House of Mountbatten and not the House of Mountbatten-Windsor or Windsor-Mountbatten. In my view, though, nothing has really significantly changed since the Hanovers and George I became monarch in 1714. When George III died in 1820, his son became George IV. No children, so on his death in 1840, his brother became William IV. On his death, also with no children, it went to the next in line, that being Queen Victoria. 
So the House of Windsor is really the same as the House of Saxe, Coburg, and Gotha, and the same thus as the House of Hanover. It just sounds a lot more English than those German titles. A prior house was the Scottish House of Stuart. In England, before the Stuarts, were the House of Tudor. Before that, the Plantagenets that went on from Henry II in 1154 to Richard III in 1485. Before that was the House of Normandy that started in 1066 with William I, also known as William the Conqueror. Yes, that's right. In 2066, it would be 1,000 years since the Norman invasion. Charles's son, also known as William, is technically well-timed to be King William V in 2066. Now, what do these bloodlines do? They give us what is known as legitimacy. Because ultimately, William was a warmongerer who invaded and occupied a whole country. But what gave him legitimacy was his bloodline. Charles can claim legitimacy from his mother. She from her father and so on and so forth until you go back to William I. But not so fast because there are hiccups, there are controversies and there are screw-ups, literally. I would contend, for example, that the Stuarts, even as they were Catholic, should have or could have continued the line in 1714 rather than it going to a Protestant from Germany. I could also contend that, yes, James I Stuart had a claim via Henry VII. Henry VII, the first Tudor king, had patchy but good enough claims himself. Patchy, though, important to note. And who is really to know, right? Who is really to know that Henry VII was who he said he was? No one was doing a DNA test back then that Henry Tudor was a legitimate potential monarch. Let's not fiddle with all that nonsense. Let's just make the assumption and assume that Charles is a direct descendant of William who conquered England in 1066, and that is his legitimacy. What then about the current royal house of Windsor? As I have mentioned already, the name was actually changed in 1917 from Saxe, Coburg and Gotha to Windsor, and as opposed to some birthright, it was a name taken and not given. George V was the first in 1917 as a monarch for the House of Windsor. Though he had been king since 1910, the house only really started in 1917 when the name was changed. George himself died in 1936. In 1936, his son Edward became Edward VIII. Yes, that King Edward. He abdicated the same year to marry a divorcee. So when he passed the throne onto his brother, who became George VI, George himself died in 1952. Then his daughter Elizabeth became Elizabeth II. Charles III is the current monarch and son of Elizabeth II. The House of Windsor has seen five monarchs between 1917 and now, now being January 2023. And that's about it, really. That's who they are. As I narrate this in January 2023, the era of the Windsors has only been about 106 years. And in that time, you've seen two world wars, a depression, a cold war, the European Union come and go, at least for Britain, the empire fall, the UK ultimately declined as a power, two pandemics, i.e. the influenza pandemic of 1918, and the more recent one in 2020. Of course, a ton more has happened, but I only have a few minutes here, so I'm not going to go into other details. Who were the prime ministers for the Windsors? When the name change happened, i.e. when George V changed it to Windsor, the prime minister was David Lloyd George, then Andrew Bonar Law, Stanley Baldwin, then Ramsay MacDonald, Neville Chamberlain, then Winston Churchill, Clement Attlee, Anthony Eden, Harold Macmillan, Alec Douglas Home, Harold Wilson, 
Edward Heath, James Caldan, Margaret Thatcher, John Major, Tony Blair, Gordon Brown, David Cameron, Theresa May, Boris Johnson, Liz Truss, Rishi Sunak, and potentially way more to come. Rishi, by the way, is the 22nd Prime Minister with the House of Windsor. Fairly impressive. The wacky thing, and I mentioned this at the top of the episode, is how many other technically sovereign nations, independent of the UK, how many of them have Charles as the head of state or monarch? Canada is a monarchy, as odd as though it may seem. The monarch is on the currency and all royal charters and stuff just like it is in the UK. Indeed, the Windsors are head of state for 15 sovereign nations. These are the United Kingdom, Antigua and Bermuda, Australia, Bahamas, Belize, Canada, Grenada, Jamaica, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, St. Kitts and Neves, St. Lucia, St. Vincent, the Solomon Islands, and Tuvalu. As well as these separate monarchies, there are also three crown dependencies, 14 British overseas territories, and two small associated states of New Zealand, i.e. the Cook Islands and Newley. That's something, isn't it? It strikes me as odd, because the UK royals typically stay in the UK, live in the UK, and likely support the UK in sports and in war. How often do royals go to Jamaica or Australia? How many Dukes of Brisbane are there, or Princes of Belize? None. It is just a quirk of history, and to me, strikingly odd. There are, I would say, three major scandals to hit the Windsors, and we can't conclude a podcast on the Windsors without scandals on the Windsors. In at number three would be Megxit, or Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, who decided to dump royal life for a more fabulous life in the US. Lots of ongoing drama here in 2023. In at number two would be the whole episode of Princess Diana and the intrigue surrounding her life and death. In at number one, by a long shot, would be Edward VIII and his desire to marry a foreign divorcee and then his subsequent abdication in December 1936. There are likely plenty more scandals to come. After all, William has three kids, plenty of scandal potentially there. And then who knows what in this 24-7 news cycle and tabloid cycle. The monarchy, let alone the Windsors, very different in 2023 than in previous centuries. Even though the 1936 abdication significantly shook the establishment because of a divorcee, today, at least in 2023, Charles himself is a divorcee. The modern monarchy in the UK is brutal. You are born into privilege, but you also live life in a fishbowl. Everyone knows you and all about your life. They all know the gossip and they are hungry for more gossip. You may be rich, with some power and a lot of privilege, but you are not at all free. You are not private and you are not able to fight back because you are to keep the stick up a lip and stay quiet. The current king, as of January 2023, Charles, has had his entire life known to everyone. His affairs, his marriage, his children, his parents. The same, actually, for his children, and then their children, and so on. Like, you and me can simply switch off, maybe go on a beach holiday, or a city trip, maybe shopping, or even start a business. These royals, they cannot. They are not like celebrities who somehow made and sought fame. They are not like politicians who made and sought power. The 
have all the downsides of politicians and celebrities with little upside. A career of a politician can come and go. The politician can retire and write a book, make millions. A member of the royal family of the House of Windsor cannot. A celebrity, too, can retire, move to another country, hang out with friends, make money, do stuff. The Windsors cannot. The Windsor family are stuck in this fishbowl bubble that they did not ask for. Forever. Protected by 24 hours a day by security. Especially the main royals, Charles, Camilla, William, Kate and their three children. Maybe the Windsors follow the line as of some European countries and families where the family, i.e. the royal family, is downsized. Charles has indicated as such that may happen with the Windsors. Or maybe they have just ultimately had enough of all this and they decide to call it a day. Or the Windsors change to another house name altogether. Maybe they become the Mountbatten's and they do something different. Anything is possible. Anyhow. Now you know all about the Windsors and their legitimacy and where they're kind of going. All the best. Catch you soon. Bye for now.